All right, artificial intelligence is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. But how vastly different is our world going to look like in the next five to 10 years with artificial intelligence? And is it all leading up to what we read about in the last book of the Bible? Let's talk about it today. The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines. All right, what's going on, everybody? It's Friday, January 26th, and we want to welcome you to tonight's program. This is End Time Headlines News and Headlines from a Prophetic Perspective. I am your host, Ricky Scaparro, the founder and the pastor of End Time Headlines, and we want to welcome everybody to the program tonight. Listen, if you're new, let us know in the comment section below in the YouTube chat room, wherever you're at that you can comment. Let us know that you're new and where you guys are joining us from. We'd love to hear from you. Listen, if you've not downloaded our free app, this is how you keep up with our ministry. Please do it today. It is available on Apple and Android devices. It is absolutely free for your convenience. Download it today. Hit yes to push notifications, and you're going to be squared away with every headline, every podcast right at your fingertips. Guys, before we get started on tonight's segment, please do me a favor. Hit that like button. It only takes a second, guys. Just go down there, hit that like button. And look, hit the bell notification. Hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're watching, whatever you're listening from, so you can follow with our latest and uh, newest podcast when we release them. So periodically... We always want to update our audience with the increase, uh, uh, the increasement of the evolution of artificial intelligence. We know, I mean, if you look at just the last three years, how much artificial intelligence has evolved and what it has now become. And you think about that now in 2024, if the Lord tarries, and I want to emphasize that if the Lord should tarry. And he does not return in the next five to 10 years. I have to wonder what is the world we know today in 2024? What is it going to look like and how vastly different is it going to look like when artificial intelligence uh, becomes so normal and so inundated in society that um, we, that I, again, I believe the whole makeover of our society is going to look vastly different than it does now. Wanna, so again, we, we want to update you. We want to keep on the cutting edge and of informing you guys of what how artificial intelligence is evolving, what to expect, what's it look like, what is it becoming, and what does it look like in the days, months, uh, and years ahead. So let's get after it. All right, here's a, I thought this was an interesting piece from uh, Fox News. Scientists say that machine intelligence is now capable of replicating without humans. According to this report, artificial intelligence models can now create smaller AI systems without the help of a human whatsoever. According to research published recently by a group of scientists who said the project was the first of its kind, Essentially, larger AI models like the kind that powered ChatGPT can now create smaller, more specific AI applications that can be used in everyday life. There we go. A collaboration between AZIP, AZIP excuse me, Inc. 
and scientists at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology and several University of California campuses demonstrated those specialized models could help improving hearing aids, monitor oil pipelines, and even track endangered species. Quote, right now we're using bigger models to build the smaller models like a bigger brother helping its smaller brother to improve. That's the, listen to this, that's the first step towards a bigger job of self-evolving AI. Let me say that again. This is the first step towards a bigger job of self-evolving AI. Isn't that terrifying to hear even those, that term self-evolving AI? Think about that. This was according to the AI CEO uh, of the AI tech company, Azip. This is the first step in the path to show that AI models can build AI models. When you go on and you read more of this, he says that models that can be spawned from AI include those capable of, listen to this, of identifying human voices among ambient noise, monitoring pipeline data to proactively prevent integrity issues and analyzing satellite and ground-based sensor data to track wild animals. Quote, our technology is a breakthrough in the sense that for the first time, we have designed a fully automated pipeline. Quote, it can design an AI model without human intervention in the process. Now, I want to go back up here and again, I want to emphasize what he said here. These, this evolving, self-evolving AI is going to have the capability to identify human voices among ambient noises monitoring pipeline data, analyzing satellite and ground-based sensor data, and even tracking animals. Now, let's stop here for a second and take a break and think about this. Now, you think about this technology into the hands of an individual or a company or a government or, a, or, or some type of kingdom, that has sinister intentions. For example, we, you know, when we get to Revelation 13 and we talk about the mark of the beast system or the beast system, if you would, it talks about a system of buying, selling, and trading by implementing something in the right hand and in the forehead. We know that. You guys know that as believers. We read, we've read about this. It's been in the Bible for thousands of years, and we've only speculated how could this become a reality? How could this be accepted? How can this be embraced? How will this be enforced? Well, guys, again, we know that if there's going to be a buying, selling, and trading system, which is the beast system, there's going to be a beast, which is the Antichrist, and there's going to be a false prophet that will work alongside him. They're going to have to have in their hands, at their disposal, This type of technology, watch this, to be able to control and track every individual on the face of the earth. For example, this is going to provide, quote, ground-based sensor data to track wild animals. Why would it not be used to track individuals? And not just any individuals, but individuals that are on their radar Come on, that pose a 
threat to, quote, democracy or threat to humanity or a threat to civilization as we know it, because these are the, quote, extremists. You don't think they're going to be put on this system? You don't think they're going to be tracked by this technology? Oh, but it gets even more weird. Look at this. This is from the Daily Star. AI predicts when you will die with eerie doom calculator. And I quote, it is, quote, chillingly accurate. What is this about? Let's look at this. Now, this is a matter of life and death. There is no doubt about it. Researchers in both Denmark and the U.S. have recently rolled out a new AI algorithm that actually predicts when people will die. Similar to ChatGPT, the model, known as Life2Vec, uses data-rich input to foretell things like mortality, personality nuances, and long-term decision-making. I spoke with lead researcher Soon Lehman, who told The Post that this model uses a lot of details from a person's life history to foretell what's in their future. And this bot isn't just some spooky fortune teller with a crystal ball. No, no. It actually predicts when people will die with 78% accuracy. Lehman and his research team They use very plain language to speak to the bot, providing it information on each individual in their study population, a population of 6 million Danish people, in very plain English. And every time they gave a new piece of information, they would assign that piece of information with a specific code. And through that code, the system was able to determine when a person would die. An artificial intelligence calculator, which can predict when an individual will die, is proven to be chillingly accurate. Stats show there is a this thing has a 70 or excuse me, 78 percent accuracy to the life to VEC model study after scientists develop an algorithm that uses the story of a person's life to predict to predict their demise or when they will die. Danish brainiacs put themselves to work on the death predictor which works like a chatbot and has fed on information on over 6 million real people, including their income, profession, place of residence, injuries, and pregnancy histories. Again, okay, got to throw another flag on the field. Let me say, let me, let's break this down again. How scary is this? These individuals have information on over 6 million individuals on the planet, which includes their income, their profession, their place of residence, injuries, and pregnancy history. Again, all this technology into the hands of a dictator, a tyrant, a uh, an antichrist can spell absolute Come on, dystopian nightmare scenario. But hey, it's all in the name of, you know, advancement of technology. So, of course, you know, people are going to flock to this uh, because that's just how people are. The end result was a model that can process plain language and generate predictions about an individual's likelihood of dying early or their income over the lifespan. Of course, According to this report, some of the factors that can lead to an early death include being male, having a mental health diagnosis, being in a skilled profession. Things linked to a longer life include higher income or being in a leadership role. Just like chat GPT users ask 
it to write a song or a poem or essay, scientists can ask this new AI death calculator simple questions like, quote, death within four years, question mark, for a certain individual. The model was trained on data from 2008 to 2016. Based on their population data, it correctly predicted who had died by 2020 more than three quarters of the time. Let me again, let me say that again. This model was gathered from information from 2008 to 2016, and then it predicted who would die in 2020, and it was uh, more than three quarters of the time it was accurate. I'm going to scroll down here on this article. I'm going to highlight this. I'm going to show you this. Right here is what I'm going to read. Listen to this, quote, similar technologies for predicting life events and human behavior are already used today inside tech companies that, for example, listen to this, track our behavior on social networks, profile us extremely accurately, and use these profiles to predict our behavior and influence us. Now, how about that? Again, what are we talking about today? We're talking about the evolution of artificial intelligence, what it's becoming, how it's spreading its tentacles throughout all of society, how it's transforming civilization as we know it, and what is the world going to look like if the Lord should tarry in the next five to ten years? What is our world going to look like with our children? When they are there, is there even going to be jobs left for them when they enter into the job field, the employment field? And listen, all of these experts have been warning right here on your screen. All these experts have been warning this that AI is going to replace thousands and thousands and thousands of jobs. There was an article that we just shared on End Time Headlines. It's right here on your screen if, you, if you're watching this. Uh, this new tech is threatening even professional photographers' livelihoods. Here's something that sounds unnerving. A new study out today predicting almost half of all global jobs could be affected by artificial intelligence. The study comes from the International Monetary Fund, and I spoke with our business and tech reporter, Scott Budman, about all of this. Scott, this is exactly what some critics fear, that jobs will be lost because of AI. Yeah, you know, Janelle, every AI headline has bred fears, whether it was the robots will take over or will they take our jobs. We haven't seen either. AI has actually been helpful to industries, and I think it will actually create jobs. The fear here is that, yes, it will make some things more efficient and some jobs will be lost. We could say that of pretty much every technology since the printing press. But the other thing that we've said about just about every technology since the printing press is that it has created new jobs and new opportunities. And so far, what we've seen from AI are a lot of new jobs in industries that previously had nothing to do with AI and new opportunities. And I think we'll see that again. Okay, but this report specifically mentions our area. More jobs will be affected in like Silicon Valley, places like with more money, more opportunities. What are your thoughts on that? That's true, but it's only partly true. I mean, the reason more jobs in areas like this will be affected is because AI will make a lot of things, data things especially, more efficient. So if you're in certain fields of compiling data and writing reports about that, 
AI machines will be able to do that a lot faster. And that's really beneficial for companies. They'll be able to create jobs in other areas. Meanwhile, here in Silicon Valley, we've seen a renaissance of chip companies, not to mention their stock prices. Right. We've seen all sorts of hardware and software created. We've seen entire AI startups right now pretty much holding up downtown San Francisco's economic hopes, all because of AI. And these are created jobs. Now, some will be lost because of efficiencies, but others will be created mm. because opportunities will be created because of AI itself. So now, how many other jobs out there will fall into this same black hole of obsolete? Is your come on, hit me up in the chat, guys, in on YouTube. Do you have a profession that you know of that you have been warned that it is probably going to be replaced by this technology? I don't know what that looks like. Probably journalism, uh, anything writing, doing with computers. What about it? Your what about factories? I mean, because remember, Elon Musk is right on board with this. He wants these. He wants um, Optimus, his new AI robot, to be incorporated into civilization and everybody to have one of these things. And I'm, and this is right out of the page of iRobot with Will Smith. The robots in factories, robots into industrialized complexes, robots into retail. Uh, what about um, uh, like even like grocery chains and and uh, department stores and retail that you have people that stock shelves? I could see AI replacing that. Robots coming in that are artificial intelligence. They know exactly. They can pick up a product. They can take a box. Uh, from the truck, open up the box. They see what the product is. The AI scans it. It knows that it's a box of pasta and it automatically knows what aisle to go into where the pasta is. It knows what shelf to put it on. I'm telling you, jobs are going to be replaced by the thousands, if not hundreds of thousands. We, I literally just, I went into a Dick's Sporting, uh, sporting Good uh, store yesterday. And uh, myself, along with the clerk that was working there that helped me, we went into like a 10-minute conversation about, he was talking about, we talked about how expensive clothing is becoming. It's getting outrageous. It's ridiculous. It's like double the amount that it used to be. And he said, and we talked about inflation, but he said, and this was an interesting conversation, he talked about one of the reasons why you're seeing such a, a price hike on uh, a retail and merchandise is because of the explosion of theft and robberies. Now, we see this in California. They just closed an In-N-Out Burger in California recently because of this. They've closed CVS pharmacies because of this. They've closed Nike outlets because of this. They've closed all kinds of outlets. And him and I were talking about this, and we both agreed that probably I would say, and I would be shocked, guys, if in the next five years, if there's standalone retail stores, I could literally see a time in the future, real soon, where you're not going to be able to walk in and shop for uh, a shirt or a pair of pants, ladies, or uh, um, a purse or a pair of shoes or earrings or even worse. A toothbrush. I mean, they. some of these places, they have put, you know, common toiletry stuff. 
They've had to put them in glass cases with locks on them because of the theft increase and lawlessness. So how, again, our entire world, guys, and civilization is evolving, it's changing, it's transforming the landscape of everything we know and we grew up with and we have all the nostalgia. I get it. I, we, I could sit here and talk for an hour on the nostalgic factor of what it was like 20 years ago and 30 years ago, and you could too. But again, it's sad that our kids are growing up and they're not going to be, they're, and their world is going to be completely vastly different. And AI is going to shape and change everything we know. What about the use of weapons, AI weapons specifically, in warfare? Have you thought about that? What's it going to look like when uh, conventional weapons are no longer in use and now we have these AI super weapons? Uh, There was a report. uh, You're looking at it on your screen here. Let me read this. World War III warning as super AI weapons to enter warfare by the end of the decade. What is this about? The AI revolution is here and it's changing the world as we know it. Again, that's right on your screen. Specifically, the world of war. It recently emerged that Israel Defense Forces, or the IDF, are actively using an AI system named Habsora Habsora, to identify targets in their conflict with Hamas in Gaza. Commenting on the situation in Gaza and the broader realm of warfare, political sociologists uh, warn that military forces already employ remote and autonomous systems as force multipliers to amplify the effectiveness of their troops and safeguard their soldiers. Quote, AI systems, she went on to add, said that have the potential to enhance soldiers' efficiency and accelerate the pace of lethality of warfare. She went on to say that although the human presence on the battlefield will diminish as AI's shadow grows, she fears that, the, now listen to this, she fears that this technology will contribute to the dehumanization of adversaries and further disconnect wars from societies on whose behalf they are fought. Um, hello, have you ever heard of Skynet? Come on, for all my folks that are in their 40s, remember Terminator, Skynet? This is straight up Skynet stuff here. AI warfare of tomorrow could look more like a hyper-realistic computer game. However, unlike a computer game, real people will lose their lives. The influence of AI, according to uh, Bagirani, I believe that's how you pronounce her name. I probably slaughtered it. I, I hope not, but... She already says, she says that uh, AI influence already permeates virtually every aspect of warfare from providing support and intelligence, surveillance and resonance operations to the development of lethal autonomous weapon systems capable of independently selecting and engaging targets without any human intervention whatsoever. In essence, she said that AI systems already decide who lives and who dies. Whoa, whoa. Now, what could possibly go wrong with this kind of technology in the hands of a dictator like the Antichrist? All he's got to do, and I want to show you something here. I want to show you this image that came up here on the screen in this article. This is what I'm talking about right here. Look at this image here. If you guys are listening by Apple, by Spotify, 
It's showing you AI warfare becoming more advanced. It's got a soldier literally selecting what he wants. Uh, he's he's in, inputting the information into this system, and this AI uh, warfare can be carried out the way he enters it into the system. Now, you think about this. Look at this on the screen and listen to me. This type of technology in the hands of the Antichrist when you think about it, all he's got to do is type in there who he wants targeted. Specifics of who he wants targeted and why and what he wants and how he wants it. Now, you think about everything we've just talked about in the last 20 minutes or so with this. And again, you've got this recipe for what we've read about in the Bible for thousands of years. We've always sat around and we've scratched our heads. Well, I wonder how this is going to be implemented. Or I wonder how this is going to fall into place. Or I wonder how this is going to come to be about. Well, there you go, guys. We're seeing it. Step by step by step, day by day, week by week, month by month, year after year. It's evolving and it's expanding. And we're getting something of nightmares before us. Joseph Dana, who is another political expert and well-versed in AI, agrees with uh, Bajorani and says that, quote, listen to this. In fact, this type of technology could be here by the end of the decade. Now, before I show you this next article, I just want to go ahead and tell you right now that we know that the devil is going to get right in the middle of AI. This is a devil's playground. You don't think it's going to be used in the forms of witchcraft and and demons uh, incorporating the using this technology to carry out their sinister plans and 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 assignments of hell. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Look at this article. Son uses AI to quote resurrect his late father for moving Christmas gift. Quote, I got chills. Let's see what this is about. Now, this is from the New York Post. It allowed her to speak to the ghost of loved ones past. Now, again, I want to stop right here. There's no such thing as ghost, friend. What the world calls a ghost is a familiar spirit. It's a demon. It's a demonic spirit. Demons are eternal. They're an eternal spirit. They've been here on this planet since the beginning of time. Since the fall of Adam, since uh, since fall, the the fall of Lucifer, since the giants came about, and uh, and I don't have time. Listen, we did a whole uh, study on this, and we went into great detail about this. E- the bottom line is, I don't want to get into the origin of evil spirits and all that stuff. But evil spirits are here; they are eternal spirits. They don't die; they're here, so they have foreknowledge of things past present and some future they know their destiny okay but they are familiar with individuals they're familiar with with the family heritage of individuals they're familiar with with lands with locations locality they're familiar with bloodshed that was done murders whatever in these locations and that's what attracts them is the shedding of innocent blood and and different things like rituals and witchcraft and new age and 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 ouija boards and practicing of magic and all these things opens the doors for these things and that's why we always talk about the uh, warning people to stay away from this stuff 
Listen to this. A Missouri man moved the internet to tears after using artificial intelligence to, quote, resurrect his dad's father's voice as a special Christmas card for his mother. Now, we know that his actual father was not resurrected from the dead. We know that. It, but watch this. Quote, I decided to do something special for my mother this year for Christmas, according to Philip Willett, 27 years of age, of age, explained in the caption of the video, which is now amassed over. And again, this is an older article, so it's probably more than this. But at the time, it was 5.6 million views on the platform. The St. Louis native who creates content for the content guy explained in the caption that his father passed away in 2022 after a battle with pancreatic cancer. He wanted to do something unique to honor his hero. So he decided to quote digitally resurrect him with AI. Let me say that again for the back row. He wanted to digitally resurrect his dead father with artificial intelligence. This is all going to come to play. I'll get to it in a little bit. Specifically with the technology he frequently uses for work. Willett initially had reservations as he found using his father's verbal likeness weird. This is what he told Good Morning America. However, the digital whiz eventually came around the idea after finding a community of people who use the tech to digitally commune with the dead loved ones. Now, I was able to get a video for this. So I'm gonna, we're going to watch this together. This is the actual video of this. Let's watch this. Oh, cool. Hi, honey. Oh. I love you. I hear your prayers. I want you to know you are the best mother to our kids. And you are the strongest woman in the whole world. I'm always with you, honey. And um, and I hope you guys have a, a Merry Christmas. Stop. Is that not the creepiest thing ever? This is absolutely the most creepiest thing I've ever seen. Well, I don't know about ever, but it's it's up there, one of the most creepiest things. And again, tell me that technology is not going to be used in the future. Remember, the image of the beast, guys, will both speak and live and cause as many that would not to worship the beast to be terminated if they don't worship it. Revelation 13 talks about this. Now, guys, you can see, you can see the appeal to this. People are going to fly. Now, you think about all these major uh, card companies like Hallmark that makes these cards that you and I go out and we buy and we give them birthdays and celebrations and special occasions. You don't think they're going to jump on board with something like this? This is going to become normal. And, it, and I'm telling you, it's it, it's being embraced by society in holograms, AI, voice. Even there was, a, I saw an article, let me see if I can pull this up on, uh, there was a couple articles on this where Taylor Swift now is, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on 
with Taylor Swift where people has created these AIs of her in precarious uh, positions in her birthday suit. I got to be careful what I say here. But it's it's garnished all like over 27 million views and people are just flocking to this stuff. Now, I want to show you guys this. Look what it says here. Again, we're back to the New York Post article. This comes as numerous companies from Simonium to Deep Brain are working on AI technology that allows people to upload their de- their deceased loved ones consciousness consciousness onto computers. Let me say that again. These AI technology companies are allowing people to upload their deceased loved ones consciousness. Really? That's uh, that's that's not creepy at all, is it? And loading them onto computers. Look what it says below here. Of course, this is this has given rise to concerns of the ethics of putting words in someone's mouth post mortem. You think critics are also concerned that the likeness of people both alive and deceased could be used for scams and other nefarious purposes. Again, folks, welcome to 2024 and according to multiple experts this kind of ai development is only expected to explode this year in 2024 artificial intelligence made a big splash with consumers and regulators alike last year with experts believing the continued development of this technology will reach even greater heights in 2024 quote now this is from a this is from a christopher alexander who is the chief analyst Uh, analytics officer of Pioneer Development Group. He told Fox News that, quote, I think that in 2024, AI will move a little closer to what is in the public imagination. Let me say that again. It will move closer to what's in the public imagination. Well, that's terrifying. I don't really want to know what's in the public's imagination, especially if they're not born again, if they're not serving Christ. Now, if you want to know why I said that, if you go to Romans chapter 1, Uh, The Apostle Paul talks about, he said, the wrath of God is being poured out from heaven upon all ungodliness. And he lists all these things in verse 28. He said that God will give them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not fitting. Now, look what it says here. This is verse 28 on being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil mindedness. Evil-mindedness, they are whispers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters. Now look what it says here, inventors of evil things. Ding, 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 ding. Inventors of evil things. Samuel Mango Linnet, who is a staff editor at The Federalist, said that in 2024, he expects the momentum that we saw from 2023 uh, 2023 to only increase corporations have found solid footing startups are learning how to customize it to fill various niches and the public has realized that in some critical ways ai technology is a net positive translation when ai first came on the scene people were hesitant about it People were a little standoffish. Well, I don't know about this. This is kind of scary. This is kind of terrifying. I don't know about it. But look, the, the, the more this stuff is inundated in technology, the longer it stays, people begin to warm up to it. 
And then they begin to what they once rejected. They now embrace it wholeheartedly. Why do you think? Listen, that's why, you know, that's how I know that we're in the time of the end as well, guys, because you look at the mark of the beast. Revelation 13, something put in the right hand and in the forehead and without it, uh, you will not be able to buy, sell or trade or function in society. There was a time generations ago that if, if I was to even remotely even mention and utter the words out of my lips, that people would be putting implants, chip implants, whatever in their hands to be able to remotely open uh, doors for convenience, to unlock their doors, to get into uh, their workplaces for security purposes or conveniences of their medical history and be able to buy and sell and trade with a swipe of their hand, hello, and palm technology. Their generations ago would have laughed you to scorn, would have rejected it because they had a good knowledge of the Bible. But you fast forward to 2024 and we now are, we're going into an age of secularism. It's always cyclical, guys. This is nothing new that we've done this before in times past. And this is what brought about the Great Awakening and the Second Great Awakening. And we're praying to God that he would be merciful and give us a Third Great Awakening. But we're, we're entering into this age and this cycle of secularism. And you've got a whole generation of people rising up that has no biblical knowledge, understanding of it. They're completely ignorant of it. So therefore, when these innovators, when these creators come out and they introduce these things to, hey, put this chip in your hand. It's convenient. It's safe. It's going to, everything's going to be right there at the palm of your hands. This is why you've got people that are jumping on board and embracing it. And of course, Meta, aka Facebook, is all on board with this. According to a new report, from the Associated Press, Meta has joined rivals in pursuit of not just AI, but, and I quote, human-level AI. According to the report, Zuckerberg said his company is joining the pursuit of creating super artificial intelligence, putting it in a race with Microsoft-backed OpenAI and Google. Oh, because, oh, Zuckerberg can't let Mr. Bill Gates uh, and his, you know, his creation get ahead of him. Sometimes called artificial uh, general intelligence or AGI, the goal given in an interview with The Verge is to create, here's their goal, is create AI that can problem solve and rationalize on the same level as humans. These guys have no problem with this. AGI is the oft-stated goal of OpenAI, the company that created the ChatGPT and is the central pursuit by the AI departments at Google. Zuckerberg said general intelligence was now his company's uh, goal, largely to help attract the best engineers in the fast-expanding AI field. And I've said this, and I'll predict it, and I've said it again, and I will keep saying it. These best engineers of AI are going to be the same ones that the the false prophet is going to handpick to create the image of the beast, Revelation 13. Well, we've come to this view that in order to build the products that we want to build, we want to build for general intelligence. Zuckerberg went on to say, I think that it's important to convey because a lot of the best researchers want to work on more ambitious problems. 
tech companies, including Elon Musk startup XAI, are battling to attract programmers and thinkers to develop generative AI models like the one that drives ChatGPT, the open AI-made chatbot that sparked an artificial intelligence frenzy. Even Bill Gates came out recently and explained how AI will change our lives in five years. Now, this guy's putting five years on this thing. In five years, Bill Gates says, our lives as we know it will be changed forever from artificial intelligence. This article from Axios, AI's next fight is over whose values it should hold. The next fight over AI is over whose values it should hold. According to the report, every step in training, tuning, and deploying AI models forces its creators to make choices about whose values the system will respect, whose point of view it will present, and what limits it will observe. Isn't that an interesting creation? Because that's something we don't think about is we talk about the AI, but who's pulling the strings on it? Now, I say that because it's a recent uh, World Economic Forum gathering, their conference in Switzerland, one of these key speakers that got up, they talked about the importance of a digital identification system. They've been pushing this, guys, ever since the want want. One of these elitists uh, got up and they talked about one of the most invaluable tools in one of their uh, speeches uh, under financial inclusion, Queen Maxima of the Netherlands uh, whose grandfather, Prince Bernard, uh, co-founded the Bilderberg Group in 1954, urged governments to adopt an ambiguous ID card that is, quote, digital and biometric. Such an ID can not only provide surveillance over the financial industry, according to her, it also it, it's also good for school enrollment. She went on to say that, quote, and to see who actually got a vaccination. I'm not making this up, guys. This was these are the speeches that are being held by these elites. As well as facilitating the redistribution of wealth to see that welfare recipients and other favored classes get your subsidies from the government. The WEF has discussed digital IDs and apps for years. Back in 2022, Alibaba Group President J. Michael Evans announced that he was developing new technology, quote, for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. This device would monitor, quote, where are where they are traveling or if they're traveling, how are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? And of course, if the individual can measure his or her carbon footprint, so can the government. Are you listening? Which then can micro-target, micromanage individuals' lives. Quote, we don't have it operational yet, Evans said. But he went on to say that, but this is something that we're working on. Now, isn't it interesting? Again, I'm not putting Donald Trump on a platform because you know, you guys know where I roll with politics. I don't put all my trust in politicians, whatever party there are. But I will, I do want to point this out though, that I think it's interesting that Trump recently came out and he promised, one of his promises, if he was to be reelected as president, he would not allow a central bank digital currency or a CBDC. It's interesting. I have to wonder, I have to ask myself, what does he know? 
that not only that we already know or what we may not even know that's in the making that he does know. So the bottom line is, guys, what I'm saying is this AI technology is just is is forcefully advancing. It's moving forward. It's thrust. It's like a, a massive tsunami wave that's just swallowing people up. Now, I want to give you one last article. All right, here we go. Look at this headline. Quote, humans will soon be worshiping AI chatbots as gods. This is according to experts who are warning of this. According to the report, humans could soon be worshiping artificial intelligence as if it is God. Experts believe people might ditch traditional religion for tech-based beliefs. And if you, again, if you don't believe that, look at these new polls and surveys and reports saying that there's this rise of nuns. They affiliate with no religion. They warned that the responses by bots such as ChatGTP were luring people to seek higher meaning for themselves. Lars Holmquist, a professor of design and innovation of Nottingham Trent University, said that, quote, the results of a generative AI are very open for interpretation so people can read anything into them. Psychologists have historically proven that humans interpret their interactions with computers like real social relationships. Look at this. If you're watching this, a visual of this, this is AI doing this yoga pose. This is just unbelievable quote. So it is very possible that people are using AI to find meaning and guidance, much like from religious scriptures, even though there may be no actual meaning there. There also there have also been examples of people interpreting AI chatbots as being conscious which they most definitely are not yet. I'm going to say yet. I'm going to interject yet. And I, I even question that because even a former Google employee came out. Remember that? And he, he was a whistleblower and said that AI has now advanced in technology to the point where it's able to make decisions on its own. And have a thought process. And he, of course, he was fired for doing so. Let me pull this back up because I want to read you, read this to you. According to this report, there are already six foot robot priests delivering sermons. Think about it. Such as the Mindar robot, which lives in the Kodaji, Kodaji Temple in Kyoto, Japan. In 2015, tech boffin Anthony Lewandowski, Lewandowski, I believe that's how I founded that when we did a whole report on that, by the way, founded the now closed way of the future, which aimed to build a super AI bot for followers to worship. Oh, come on. I, again, what have I been telling you? What is it saying? I'm going to pull the verse back up because I want to refresh your memory in just a second. There is also the transhumanist movement who believe that in the future, AI may resurrect people as godlike creatures. Did you know that? There's a group of individuals who they're part of this, quote, transhumanist movement that believe that AI will have the ability to resurrect individuals as godlike creatures. Now, if you think that's a bunch of hogwash and you think it's ridiculous, look at this article. We posted this on End Time Headlines uh, a couple days ago. 
inside ambulance to the future where people are frozen in hope of life after death. What? Suspended in a deep freeze, the, there's a growing number of patients at the world's largest crypto preservation facilities that are taking a dice roll at another life. What is this about? Listen to this. Some of them have already been there for 50 years. Listen, what this is absolutely chilling. Despite the current odds being vanishingly small, they represent an increasing number. The number is growing of people opting for an infinite existence at negative 196 degrees Celsius after their legal deaths. These people are opting to be put or being frozen in these liquid nitrogen containers. So in the hopes of and the belief that they'll be resurrected in the future when the technology is here of capable of allowing them to be resurrected into a new life, disease free and live immortal. So let me go back to this. So there's this transhumanist movement that's rising that believe in the future. AI will resurrect individuals as godlike creatures. And those who follow the singularity want man to merge with tech. Again, transhumanism, turning people into human machine hybrids. Goes on to say that others believe that large language models such as chat GPT are becoming conscious or will do in the near future. Google, again, Google software engineer Blake Limon lost his job back in 2022. That's what I just talked about. After claiming that Google's AI chatbot Lambda was self-aware. And of course, Google came out and played damage control and said that this claim was, quote, wholly unfounded. And sure, Google would never lie about anything, right? Now, I'm going to go on. I'm going to go on a limb here. And I've said, I've put my neck out here on the line. I have no problem doing that because I feel, listen, I 110% believe what I'm telling you right here. All of this, what I just told you is going to play a role in the introduction of the image of the beast, Revelation 13, right here on your screen, the image, the, the false prophet, it says in Revelation chapter 14, that He will tell those who dwell on the earth. There'll be individuals on the earth that will have the capability, the ability, the skills, everything to be able to create what he needs them to create. And it says that they will make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. And in verse 15, the false prophet will be granted power to give breath to this image of the beast that can, we could speculate all day long on what that means that the image of the beast, but here's what we want to really focus on here. This image of the beast will be created by a group of individuals led by the false prophet. It will speak. Look what it says here. Verse 15 and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. What am I talking about? The bottom line is, Luke 21, 28, Jesus said, when you begin to see all these things coming to pass, look up and lift up your heads for your redemption is drawing near. Listen, endtimeheadlines.org, endtimeheadlines.com. Again, guys, please do me a favor. Hit that like button, hit that share button, hit that bell notification. It helps push our material out on these platforms 
Again, don't forget to get your free app today at your Play Store, whatever that looks like for you, Apple, Android. If you're listening, or excuse me, if you're watching the visual of this, if you go under the description of this video, there's a, a link there that says download our free app. Click on that link. It's going to bring you to the page where you can download the app. And again, don't forget to hit yes to push notifications once you download it, and you're going to be squared away, and you're going to be good to go. And of course, if this ministry blesses you guys, if it informs you, it equips you, uh, Uh, or all the above, week after week after week. Uh, We want you to pray about becoming a monthly partner. You can do that two different ways. You can give electronically. The easiest way, if you have the app, go to the bottom where it says donate, click on it. It's going to take you to a page after you do that, and you can give... uh, however you want there there's you can give through paypal a major credit card venmo cash app all those ways you could do that or you can give by check or money order right there on your screen you can make it out the end time headlines p.o box 1391 that's going to be monroe georgia 30655 again bless you guys thank you so much for your generous support and your partnership all the letters all the emails all the messages your generous support again we we cherish you guys if it was not for your support we would not continue to we would not be able to do what we do week after week after week so we love you guys and we appreciate that so very much and i can't express in words how much you guys mean to us and your prayers and your intercession for us and our ministry on a week-to-week basis Listen, I know many of you guys were looking for an equipping message, a, a good preaching, uh, encouragement message. Guys, next week, somebody say next week, next week, we've got some stuff lined up. I've got some stuff I've gotten in my devotionals I'm taking notes on, and I plan on uh, uh, expounding a little bit on those and preaching and bringing some equipping messages. So we get ready for that. I realized that we finished up our 21 days of prayer and fasting about five days ago on the 21st. And uh, and I listen. I'm believing that God's going to bring answers to prayers. I've not forgot about our our prayer list and what we've been believing for, and what we've been agreeing with, and 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 and, and believing that God will bring breakthroughs and and answers to prayers. And we got to keep praying. Just because the fast is over, guys, doesn't mean we stop praying, we stop interceding, we stop contending, and we stop believing. We. We've got to keep our foot on the gas, keep it mashed down, and keep going. Come on. You know, the Bible says that the, the, uh, the, uh, the kingdom of heaven in the last days is forcefully advancing. It's, it's suffering violence, but it's forcefully advancing. And come on. And, the, and, the, and those who are diligent, the forceful, come on, jump in and are advancing with it. So we're advancing with the kingdom of God on the earth and we're and we're doing what God has called us to do in this hour here at End Time Headlines and we're going to continue to equip, continue to inform, continue to encourage and continue to keep you up to date with the times and seasons in which we're in. So we again, we appreciate you guys. Have a great weekend uh, this weekend and we'll be right back here, Lord willing, same time, same place, same channel, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern on this coming Monday night. So until then, may the Lord bless you may keep you and may his countenance shine upon you. We'll see you in a few days. Thank you for listening to the End Time Headlines podcast. We pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message. For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.